it's going to give us an estimate of our monthly cash flow. And that is a very important number. As you're looking at different properties, you want to know whether or not that property is going to meet and achieve your cash flow targets. This is the Real Estate Pod. I'm Ed Barone, co-founder of RentReady, the platform that makes renting easy for landlords and tenants. With this podcast, we aim to help landlords learn, scale, and invest. We also want to help you tackle the business side of real estate investing because being an investor or getting your first investment requires you to be an entrepreneur. It's about mindset and strategy. We partner with successful real estate investors, offering you advice and guidance on how to get started, how to scale your real estate portfolio, and how to run your business for profit. Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with RentReady, we're an all-in-one property management platform. We help landlords manage tenants and properties by providing services for every step of the landlord process, including payments, finding the best tenants, lease signing, communications, maintenance, and a whole lot more. Today, we're hearing from Marseille Winder. Marseille, AKA the property pastor, has been investing since 2017 and has 12 rental properties. He focuses on buy and hold investments and has done several burr, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat deals. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Marseille, AKA the property pastor. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm also a pastor and I work a nine to five job. I've been blessed over the past three and a half, four years to purchase 13 uh, properties, 13 rental properties and to build my portfolio as I work on financial freedom. And today I wanted to share a few tips with you uh, that I use in my business that have helped me to be successful, that have helped me to grow uh, my portfolio. And I want to actually help you as well. So today I'm going to be talking all about how to calculate cash flow. Uh, if you're if you're terrible at math, maybe the subject uh, intimidates you. No need to worry. We're going to go through an example today, which is some simple uh, addition of traction and you can have confidence knowing that the investment that you're looking at, whether or not it's going to cash flow uh, positively. So I want to thank the folks over at Rent Ready for partnering with me on this video. Rent Ready is a great software that I'm using in my business to help me keep track of of tenants, uh, to handle maintenance, to do screening, uh, to actually collect payments and so much more. If you're interested in in trying a Rent Ready, the Rent Ready software in your business, click on the link below for a special discount. Also, if this content is beneficial to you, make sure you hit that like button. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button. By, by hitting that like button, this video is going to go out to so many more people who need to see it, that can benefit from it. And by subscribing to this channel, you're going to be uh, keyed into some of the great content that's being published on a, on a frequent basis to help you in your business. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's talk about cash flow. This number is important because cash flow is going to actually allow you to determine whether or not a property is going to make you money. Now, it makes no sense to buy a property that's not going to make you money. That's a really easy way to get out, to get into and out of the real estate investing space. But cash flow is the name of the game. So we want to talk about one of the most important uh, aspects, one of the most important calculations here today. And we're actually going to work through an example together. So you're going to need to grab uh, some paper, grab yourself a pencil, grab yourself a calculator, and let's go ahead and get started. So as we get started, I'm going to give you the formula for calculating cash flow. It's very simple. It's income minus your expenses. 
right? So all we're going to do today is actually go through uh, the sources of income, which for us is going to be rent. And then we're going to look at all the different expenses you would typically have on a property. And at the end of it, when we add up whatever the income is and we subtract the, the sum of the expenses, it's going to give us an estimate of our monthly cash flow. And that is a very important number. As you're looking at different properties, you want to know whether or not that property is going to meet or, and achieve your cash flow targets. So let's look at it. So we're actually going to look at an example property that is going to bring in about $1,500 a month. Uh, so, you know, your numbers may vary, you know, depending on your market. But on your paper, I want you to write under income, write down that number 1500 So write the word income and then 1500 That's what we're actually bringing in each month through our rent collection. Now, you want to make sure that you account for vacancies. Now, I usually use a number of about 5%. So 5% vacancies is a pretty safe estimate, uh, but you want to account for that because whenever a person moves out, they get evicted, things like that, uh, you're going to lose uh, some income during that time. So 5% is a really good rule of thumb. So we're just going to make the math easy and say that after our vacancy allowance, our net income is 1500 So that's what we'll go with. Now let's look at the expense column because a lot of you're going to have a lot of different expenses. Now you want to make sure that when you add up all of those expenses, they're not more than your income because then your cash flow negative, which is not where you want to be. So some of the, the things that go into expenses are first of all, insurance, right? So for insurance, typically those numbers are going to vary based on what kind of coverage you get. They're going to vary based on where you live, which company you use, so on and so forth. But at a minimum, you want to make sure that your that your insurance is going to have a liability. That means if somebody falls, they get hurt and things like that in their property, you want your insurance to cover that. But then also the dwelling, if there's a fire, uh, if there's any kind of damage to the property, the dwelling itself, the roof, the, 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 the two by fours, all of that stuff, the plumbing system that they're covered. So you want your policy to make sure at a minimum they, they include those two components. Uh, but in order to get an actual quote, and I recommend, you know, typically we use kind of general rules of thumb. If you've done this for a while, um, a, a good, a, you know, a good place to start is just go to your whoever provides your home insurance and say, hey, I'm looking at an investment property. Give them the address. Uh, I want these things in my policy. And they'll give you a quote pretty quickly. Uh, typically, that can be done, you know, within the space of a few hours. Um, so for our example today, we're just going to use a nice, easy number of $100. So for this property we're looking at, our insurance is going to cost us $100 a month. Now, let's talk about taxes. Every property is going to be taxed. Now, this is an expense that, that comes with the property. Uh, and in looking in taxes, that rate is going to be determined by your city or county where you live. So that's public record. You can look on your county website. Typically, they have a, a web search that you can do. Just simply punch in the address you're looking at and out and it will give you the tax rate. You can find previous years, you can find current years, so on and so forth. But again, that's going to be determined based on the tax rate of, of your city or your county. Now, this number is based on an assessment and not an appraisal. An assessment basically means the county or city assessor comes and assesses a value to a property versus an, an appraiser, right? That's a whole different word. Appraisers look at the sale price. Assessors look at what the, what the county wants to base their taxes off of. So you want to know the assessed rate or the assessed tax rate for, for that particular property. And for example, we're going to use $100 just to make the math easy. So let's talk about repairs and maintenance. So repairs can be anything from a stopped up toilet. It could be a leaky, leaky sink. It could be a bug issue, a pest issue, uh, anything. Just the, the wear and tear on a property, the repairs and maintenance. It could be lawn care and maintenance and things like that. Those are what go under your maintenance costs. And typically, I find that these range from about, from about 5 to 8%. 
Uh, but it really depends on the age of the property. If you're buying a property that is that has had a lot of deferred maintenance, uh, it's going to require more maintenance when you take when you purchase it. Or if you're buying a property that's turnkey or just under underwent a rehab, you're going to have a lot less maintenance in that property, right? But for our example, we're going to keep the math easy. We're going to use a number of 100. We're going to use $100 for our repairs and maintenance. So hopefully you're writing this down so far. We've covered insurance, we've covered taxes, and now we've covered maintenance. All of those are $100 each. Then we want to talk a little bit about property management. Now, the, the going rate for most property management companies is about 8 to 12%. So I like to use typically a number of 10%. So in our example, we have our income was $1,500. We're going to charge property management fees of, of $150. Now, you may be saying, well, Marseille, I'm not, I don't need a property manager. I'm going to manage the property myself. I'm going to keep that money. Now, the thing is, I always recommend people still you, you still calculate property management because in three years or five years, you may find that you no longer want to manage the property. But if the cash flow is dependent on property management, that 10 percent. So if, if, if you're saving it and now all of a sudden uh, you have to hire a property manager and you start losing money, well, it really wasn't that great a deal. So you really want to you want to look at long range planning and still charge yourself that property management fee because you may not always want to deal with late night phone calls. You may not always want to deal with having to schedule maintenance. You may not always have to go want to handle evictions and, and rent collection and things like that. So it's good up front to go ahead and calculate that number. That's one thing that I always recommend people do. So definitely calculate property management. So we're going to write 150 down under property management. The next area that we want to talk about is utilities. Now, every property does not have utilities because a lot of times those are passed on to the tenant. Typically, the only time that a landlord will pay utilities is if a property is a small multifamily unit and the meters are tied together. So for example, you could have a duplex, but there's only one water meter. Or you can have an electrical connection and there's only one electrical service meter. So the landlord gets that bill because they can't necessarily split it between the two tenants. Now, I always recommend that you find a way to pass that cost onto the tenant. A lot of times what people will do is they'll just take that the annual cost and say, on average, this is what it is. And then we divide that up and this is we add it to the tenant's rent. Most tenants will expect to pay their own utility. So I highly recommend that you keep this cost to zero if you can if you if you can help it. But then also we want to talk about a number called CapEx. Now, CapEx is short for capital expenditures. Now, the reason that you want to accommodate for capital expenditures or CapEx is because things are going to break. Over time, the AC unit is going to wear out. Over time, the roof is going to need to be replaced. You know, over time, you can have major systems within the within your building or your property that are going to fail. And if you haven't been setting aside those funds, then it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. So typically what we do, what you do as an investor is you set aside money every single month from your profit so that when those things come up, you're able to pay for them without having to go into your personal funds. Right. So CapEx is a very important number. Typically, I recommend accommodating for about five percent, anywhere from five to 10 percent. For our math today, we are going to use a number of seventy five dollars. We're going to save seventy five bucks every single month for capital expenditures. Now, if you after you get a several properties, you don't have to have a lot of CapEx built up for every property because the likelihood of an AC unit going out on all your properties at the same time is very low. So but you want to make sure that you set aside some money every single month. The last expense that we want to talk about is the mortgage. 
So the mortgage is typically going to be your highest expense on a property, uh, but the mortgage is when you've gone to the bank, right, and, and you've actually taken out a loan to purchase that property. So in our example, we're going to, you know, typically, typically we're, your mortgage is going to, at a minimum, the mortgage will cover principal and interest payments. Now, many of your mortgages will already have their taxes and your insurance. If those numbers are already taken care of through an escrow, then you don't need to double count them. You want to make sure that you know what goes into those numbers. But principal and interest at a minimum are what's going to, going to be in your mortgage payment. So in our example, we're going to use a mortgage payment of $650 per month. So that overall, those are our major expenses. You may have things that come up, right? Like, uh, you know, things like uh, postage or uh, administration fees and things like that. So you can throw a few dollars in for that. But for the most part, we've captured the main expense categories that we need in order to calculate our cash flow. So let's look at what that actually is. All right. So let's look at our numbers. By way of review, cash flow is simply our income minus our expenses, the month, the amount that's left over. If that's a positive number, we're cash flowing positive. So in our example, we had income of $1,500 after our vacancies. And then on the expense side, uh, we had $100 for insurance. We had taxes at $100 as well. Repair and maintenance was at $100. Our property management costs were $150. Uh, our CapEx, we were saving $75 a month. And then our mortgage was costing us a total of $650 to pay our principal and our interest. All of that together equals $1,175. So we start out with fifteen hundred. We're gonna we're gonna spend eleven seventy five a month on our expenses. That actually leaves us with a total of three hundred and twenty five dollars each month that we can count on as positive cash flow. So that number gives us an estimate of what we're gonna make every single month. Now this is very important because this number is gonna allow you to compare a lot of different properties. So we get a little bit of information. You can you can compare multiple properties to find out whether or not it's a good investment for you to meet your goals. Now I highly recommend that you set goals for what you want your cash flow to be. If you want your cash flow to be $500 per month, this is probably not a good property for you. But if your goal is only $250, right, this is a great property for you. It actually exceeds your cash flow goals. But understanding your market, understanding what rents typically are, uh, understanding what houses typically cost, and then understanding some of the different the variables that will allow you to actually calculate your cash flow. So this is something that you can use in your business. You've actually done it. So if you were terrified of math, you're terrified of like, how do I do this? You actually just did it. You did an example of calculating cash flow on a property. Now, we did it by hand today, right? With a calculator and a sheet of paper. There are a ton, there are a ton of online calculators out there, Microsoft Excel uh, versions of it. You can download them a quick, a quick Google search. We'll actually provide that for you. But I recommend for your first few properties, you actually do it by hand because that's going to help you to understand it. That's going to help you to apply it. That's going to really lock it into your brain. Uh, but again, you, you actually want to you want to calculate this. This is something on every single property. I would never purchase a property without calculating the cash flow, without estimating what the cash flow would be. You should never purchase a property that way. And I also recommend that you always purchase a positive cash flow property. Some people purchase properties with hope of with hope of appreciation. The issue there is that that property may or may not appreciate the way you expect it to. And if it's not cash flowing positively uh, for years, and that money's got to come from somewhere. And you want your tenants to pay for the house, not yourself. Right. So as you do these calculations, they'll give you confidence in purchasing a property. And, and you know, that's cash flow. That, that's how you calculate it. Very simply, um, if you have questions, 
make sure that you drop them in the comment section. Uh, if you have comments, make sure you drop them in the comment section there as well. Um, we, you know, I'm here to, to answer those questions for you. We're here to answer those questions for you. Um, I want to thank the folks over at Rent Ready for partnering with me on this video. Again, if you want to tap into Rent Ready software, it is amazing. I use it in my business. Make sure you click on that link in the, in the, in the comment section to take advantage of the special discount code. Also make sure you like this video, make sure you subscribe to this channel. We're bringing you great content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Marseille, partnering with a great team over at Rent Ready. You learn how to cash, you learn how to calculate cash flow. Now it's time to put it into practice. You've got the skills, you've got the tools, put them to work and they'll work for you. Take care, can't wait to see you again soon. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to be able to learn from these active investors, entrepreneurs, and all around amazing individuals who want to share their success with you. The real estate investing community really is a unique community to be a part of. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can rate or review the podcast in whatever podcast app you're listening to. It would mean a great deal to us to learn what you like, what you don't like, and even questions we can answer on your behalf. You can also subscribe to The Real Estate Pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.